now while Jesus was at Bethany in the house of Simon the leper. A woman came to him with an alabaster jar of very costly ointment. And she poured it on his head as he sat at the, sta- at the table. But when the disciples saw it, they were angry and said, Why this waste? For this ointment could have been sold for a large sum and the money given to the poor. But Jesus, aware of this, said to them, Why do you trouble the woman? She has performed a good service for me. For you always have the poor with you, but you will not always have me. By pouring this ointment on my body, she prepared me for burial. Truly I tell you, whenever this good news is proclaimed in the whole world, what she has done will be told in remembrance of her. Here ends our reading for this evening. Let us pray. Lord Jesus Christ, encounter us and meet us now. And may we find those moments where, Lord God, we can serve You. Where we can be there for You, God, in the ways that You serve and are there for us. In Jesus' name, Amen. It's not a crazy question at all, is it? Is it a crazy question? Think about it. One of these costly perfumes could have cost hundreds, thousands of dollars even. Why waste it on one person? I mean, think about it. For the greater good, would it have not been best to do exactly as the disciples said? To take it. And go and give that money to people in need. It's not such a crazy question, is it? As a matter of fact, we could even argue it ourselves on many times. I I had a friend of mine one time, we were uh, going through a building project at my former congregation. And I remember sitting and talking with him about it, and in my head, thinking, my gosh, we're going to spend, and it wasn't that much, but we were going to spend $250,000. And my thought was, what if we could just raise that for the poor? See, we have those questions even today. Why this waste? Now often, Scripture here is misquoted, or taken out of context, if you will. Because people will say, well, Jesus said the poor will always be with you, so therefore do we need to do anything about the poor? Has anybody ever heard someone make that argument? Well, that's not at all what Jesus was saying here. But it's often used, misused that way. In, in other parts of Scripture, we are told that the reason that Judas was upset that the disciples were going to... Um, uh, that they didn't use this money to give to the poor, so that he had been pilfering money from, from, the, uh, from the coffers. Who knows? I don't know, that might have been an, uh, a, a story that they told themselves to kind of feel better about it, but the reality is, I think the question is that at heart here is that we are sometimes so heavenly-minded that we forget to be earthly good. 
that we can be so heavenly minded and forget about the real meaningful good that can be done on earth today. Let me tell you what I mean. Think about Jesus right now. Let's, let's put yourself in Jesus' place. Okay? At this point in his life, he is staring down his passion. Anybody here ever had a day or two, a day or two before you knew something bad was going to happen? How's that feel? When you know, man, in two days it's going to be really, really rough. Have you ever been there? You ever had those experiences where you know? Well, that's who Jesus was on that night. Jesus is just less than 48 hours away from being on the cross. A cross he had been planning for and knew it was coming. Now, we are told that this woman, sometimes they tell us that this woman was a prostitute and they make other things about her being a harlot or whatever. Who knows? But the reality is, the beauty of this story and the beauty for us and why Jesus wants this story told is because this woman saw Him. This woman saw His Need. His human need. She saw his fear, his human uncertainty, his human anguish. The disciples, who had been told for how many years now what was coming? Three years. He had been told. They knew. They had been there. They had seen him, but they didn't see him. Anybody ever seen the movie White Men Can't Jump? It's a great movie. I mean, for basketball guys like me, but there's a part in there where the Wesley Snipe character, who's African American, is telling the Woody Harrelson character, um, who is white, that while he can listen to Jimi Hendrix, he says, you can't hear Jimi. You can't hear Jimi because you don't have that same experience like me. And I don't know if that's true or not. I like Jimi Hendrix. But the point is, when someone can truly hear you, when someone can truly know you, is that not the greatest gift? Is that not the most beautiful, precious, precious gift? And, and sometimes it's the person you love the most in the world, and sometimes it can be someone you hardly know. Which is this case. Who knows if she knew Jesus, but she knew Him. And so what does she do? She anoints Him. And I have a feeling that she anointed Him, that she knew Jesus because she knew that Jesus knew her. 
She had witnessed the Jesus who was out there with people who like her, perhaps who were broken or torn or worn or beaten down or had struggles in their lives and she knew that Jesus knew her. And so she anointed Him. She blessed Him. This text has nothing really to do with poor people. Jesus has made it very clear that we're to care for the people who are poor. He wasn't contradicting Himself here. What He was highlighting and what He was saying is not a waste and never a waste is when we truly can see another person and we do something about it. When we offer ourselves in an act of love and sacrifice and selfless care for another person, well, that is the kingdom come near. That is God's activity in the flesh. One of the most powerful spiritual moments of my life happened at the, night, or the, at the 2000 National Youth Gathering. I don't remember what the theme was. I think the theme that night was something about forgiveness or something along those lines. But Desmond Tutu was the speaker. And he wasn't the highlight for me. I mean, he was a highlight. Don't get me wrong. I'll never forget him standing up there and telling 25,000 kids that they are, they are VIPs to Jesus. Very important persons. And with his history and his amazing oratorical style, he brought the house down. But what sticks in my mind to this day is what happened immediately following. There's a Christian artist um, by the name of Jennifer Knapp. I had no idea who she was. Look her up. And after he got through giving this amazingly rousing, just tremendous talk about God's love and grace, she stood out there with her guitar. And she sang a song called Hold Me Now. And it's a story, it's a song about this story. And the refrain goes like this. I am weak, I am worn, I am broken, but Lord, I'm yours. Hold me now. For us, who are often find ourselves broken and worn and torn and beaten down, what we need to always know is that our Lord sees us. And when we know we are seen, then we can find hope for even that most difficult day. The woman who anointed Jesus certainly felt that from Him. And the beauty 
is that she showed that to Jesus. And that's when the kingdom comes near. And that is why this story will be told for as long as the gospel is shared. In Jesus' name, amen.